This is WCPO FM 1051 on your FM dial, Cincinnati, Ohio. WKRC, Cincinnati. This is the nation station. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to the Cincy Shirts Podcast. It's episode 47. Today on our show, Holtman's Donuts. So I quit my job and I worked in the Loveland shop for about eight months, learning how the whole process. We were like, let's do a maple bacon donut. And his dad was like, I don't know about that. Bacon so donut? I went and got yeah. bacon. We tried it. And we're like, oh my gosh, that is, why is that so good? So Danny is the son of Charles Holtman, who is one of the shop's founders, and then Katie is his wife, and she married into the business, and they are so cute you could just eat them up, uh, they, just like their donuts. Uh, Matt came along too, he is their donut master, if you will, he works mostly up in the Westchester store, so uh, we had a great talk, and uh, I think you're really going to enjoy it. Be sure to listen for the promo code, of course, at the end of the episode. As always, you can save 20% on your next Cincy shirts or OldSchoolShirts.com order, so grab a cup of coffee as we talk to the gang from Holtman's Donuts. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, she came down from Cincinnati. Just maybe think of me once in a while. I'm at Cincy Shirts.com in Cincinnati. We have plenty of other bakeries that are all up in our business, too. So, actually, there's one that is it's a very weird situation, but um, they have that. Ariana Grande print. They have it printed on paper at their register, and I didn't know if I should tell you about that. What? Oh, the donut liquor? The graphic. Uh, the graphic. Yeah, just the graphic. No donut liquor surprises or me. Trademark yeah. infringers. I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell them about that or not. We're Team yeah, Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah, it's been. What was that, 2015? Yeah. The donut liquor. So, yeah, yeah so that's, that's right before the. Old the that's kind of how we all. Uh, yeah. That's how it started. Yeah. Met over social media, I guess. So, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so All Star Game was coming. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And. She was supposed to perform. Yep, she was going to do a concert. And then it came out that she was in some bakery in New York or somewhere and picked up a donut, licked it. I hate America. I hate Americans for some reason. Mm-hmm. And put it back. Yeah. Um, and I remember we did that design. And then, I don't was it you? I did. Yeah. We were uh, in Florida on vacation and on Twitter. Said, I want like, my employees to wear this. Yeah. And we ordered, like, I still wear mine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Our yeah. staff wears them all the time. <laughs> the ones in OTR because they're the ones that have it. Well, and you also said, hey, if anyone buys a shirt. Well, that's, that's what I yeah that's what yeah. I responded with I was like what if we did like a giveaway yeah you and buy that went shirt. well it went crazy well probably we had a while you guys were probably like what the yeah. heck yeah like, yeah I mean it's good that's cool. no, it, was, it, was, it was good it worked we sold them at the all star game I remember because yeah. Hannah had to wear one that was too big because we sold out of all the regular yeah. sizes yeah that was like a lot of oh, yeah, souvenir for that weekend was the donut liquor shirt what got us in the USA today oh yeah that's right yep that was cool. And the relationship was born. And that's when it yeah. started. Yeah. 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 That's so fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but let's go. Let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Like, so um, Milford was, I say Milford is Loveland. It, okay. It's so bizarre. It's, it's a Loveland mailing address. 
It's people call it Mount Repose. They call it Milford. They call it Goshen. It's in Goshen Township, but it's with Loveland. It's always been called, it was called the Mount Repose shop for a long time. And then it switched to Loveland for a long time. But people call it, I mean, Blanchester shop. They call it. Was that the first one? No. No. No, the first one was in Newtown. And that was uh, right next to Chuck Arnold's. Um, yes. Arnold and sons. He used to fix my car. Oh yeah, yeah. he's great. Until, uh, until the the old the, the dad retired. Yeah, and his, his son hurt his, his son hurt his back. So he's he back and working. As, okay, no, cool. No. Yeah, yeah, he's we, he's, he's an Arnold's. honest mechanic, so yes. we go. Yes, we go absolutely. with him. But that was in the first. That was the first one. It was right next to. And when was that? That was in 1960. Okay. And then the. Loveland, Goshen, Milford, Blanchester <laughs> shop opened in so where 1964. Were the dog place? Yeah, where the dog grooming is. That's okay, where the first, oh, yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, people always say the original shop in Loveland. I'm like, yeah, it, it's the huh. oldest, but it's not the original. Yeah, uh, you know, my mom uh, lived out in Morrow. Yeah. And so when I would go there from where I live now, I'd get off on Milford and then go straight out into in Goshen and. But that was how I first, you know, I was just going out there one morning and then uh, I was like, oh, here's a donut place, you know, because it's such a fun little store uh, with the bear with the and everything. <laughs> and I was just like, let's go here. And I was like, oh, my gosh, these these donuts are amazing. Yeah. And so it became a thing that when I would drive out there, I would stop there. And then uh, and then. But what's amazing is like when you go in there and I say this with all due respect for how long it's been there. If you look at the the design of it compared to what you've done in OTR right. in Westchester, like it's night and day, even it though it's is. the same product. And so that's why it took me so long to realize that was OTR the was the same place. Yeah, we were in the process of rebranding and there's still a lot to do. That store is probably going to be going through some renovations in the next Year. It's a definite thing. It's a definite, yeah. <laughs> so it was. It's been there. That's kind of so charming, long. though. It, yeah. it is. It's, you know? it's got so much charm. It's like, it fits in with where the location exactly. is, just like OTR in Westchester. Fit. The biggest problem with it, it's not about rebranding. We, you know, that store could stand on its own, like regardless of if it looks like the other stores or not. Right. But the problem is, is it was originally a grocery store, and then it was turned into the donut shop and they actually sold hamburgers and ice cream out the side. It was like a multi-unit kind of thing when his grandpa and his grandma, she used to make wedding cakes. And then the very back of the shop was an apartment where his grandpa used to live. He'd live, wake, wake up in the morning, go make donuts. And that, that was his routine. So it has got walls after walls after walls. It's just not set up to produce the what layout. they are yeah. producing yeah, now. It's, it's a, pretty outdated layout yeah for, i mean we'll be knocking down we'll every knocking wall down walls. we want to keep the original structure of the building we want it to look like the same building it'd be easier to knock it all down and build new but my mom is so attached to that building yeah it was her dad i'm sure I mean, right yeah. it's hard. so we want to keep it as original as possible but at the same time make it easier for the customers to yeah you don't have to stand need. outside and wait for donuts they'll yeah. be seating i mean it'll be you know, Holtman's Level and Goshen, whatever you want to call it, 2.0. So that's that's in the works. We've been we've been working on that for a better part of a year and a half now. Yep. So what, tell us your story, like how you two uh, met and how this became sort of a. It, I mean, it's a family business yeah. in in a way, right? I mean, or Matt's like, I just got hired. Um, <laughs> uh. So we met through friends, 
and he was seeing somebody, and then we were in this, th- those friends that we met through, and we were in their wedding, and we walked down the aisle together, and he was following me around that wedding, even though he was seeing somebody else, following me Danny. around the wedding. I know, right? Uh, like she a, makes it Katie's the home wrecker. It was pretty bad. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know at the time. I thought he was just being weird. I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? He keeps following me. He followed me around. He's like, what are you doing now? I'm like, I'm going to put the bride's necklace upstairs. Do you need something? Like, I, you know, we'd met a few times, but it wasn't, it wasn't anything more than that. And um, so, you know, a week after I saw uh, he broke up with his girlfriend after that wedding, and then it was my birthday, and then at my birthday party, he kept asking if I wanted to go get coffee. I'm like, right now we're all drinking. What do you, right now? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, it's my birthday party. We're, we're not going to go get coffee right now. So then he we went out on our first date, and he didn't pay for anything. So, <laughs> so okay. the same mutual friend. Here's the thing. <laughs> still throwing I know. This, this I still <laughs> friends that hooked us up told me she's a strong-willed woman, and she'll get upset if you buy anything Ooh. for her. So Which I've never heard of myself. I know. Basically. Like, they told him I was an independent person. And I was, yeah, sure. But I mean. <laughs> and I didn't want to mess it up. So, so I left. I'm like, I guess I left. I left. I like that. Yeah. I left I the tried. date thinking it wasn't a date. We were just hanging out. And then it was after that we hung out. And at the end of the day, she jumped out of my car. I did not jump she out. It was like 2 o'clock in, in the morning. We went to, we went to <laughs> Sitwell's afterwards. And we were at Sitwell's to 2 a.m. just talking. And. I didn't know it. I, like, I didn't know much about him. So that was, you know, that's how that started. And then he says I jumped out of his car. I did not jump out of his car. She's like, okay, bye. And then just jumped. <laughs> I was probably pissed that you didn't pay for anything. Probably. So, blame you. so that, you know, then from there we were constantly with each other. You know, we dated. I mean, we, we were inseparable. So how old that. were you at the time? Oh, Lord. Um, it was 2010. So I would have been in 20. Two, twenty-three, somewhere in there. And what did, what was your what, what path was your career going I, down at that I point? I was I had been working for Marriott for six years, or well, it was four years at the time. So I loved the hospitality industry. I loved working the hotel industry. Um, it was always fast paced, and just loved the atmosphere. And I had no like my background's in graphic design. I was going to school for graphic design. Thought I'd get a good job, and then it was like. After you start working freelance, you start working for people, and you realize, like, it's not your design, it's whatever they want. I mean, you guys get to be creative yeah. all the time. Oh, I get what you're saying. You yeah, know, yeah, you, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, you want me to put that there, really? And so <laughs> I I was kind of like, I don't know. I want to do design, but I want to do my design. And I kind of just was like, I don't know if that's what I want to do. So then I thought about going down and being a general manager through Marriott and um, going that route because it's a good, I mean, it's a good career. Yeah, yeah, it's a good career. And then when we started dating, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I got involved with his mom's like, can you create a Facebook page for us? It's like, sure. So we started that. And then we did Instagram and Twitter and all that. And that just became like a secondary thing for me to do on the side. She didn't pay me. I didn't want to be paid. It was just something fun to do. And I realized I enjoyed the family business. And then we had the, he had the crazy idea. He's like, let's open a shop. And I'm like, Okay. Okay. Let's you know. Let's try this out. And, and at that time, was there two still? Yeah, at that just time? the love. Yeah, Loveland okay. and Williamsburg. Okay. And so he's like, I've always wanted to do it. I've wanted to carry on the family name, and um, so we looked around and found. Well, we looked at a bunch of different spaces, but I had to go to my family and say, "So I'm going to quit my good paying job," and because at that time now I went to sales. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to quit my job, and we're going to do this. And half of my family was like, "You're crazy," and the other half was like. You know, okay, let's 
We all, we've all I mean, had that yeah, conversation. Most entrepreneurs have yeah. that. You know, they're like, he had full support because his parents have been doing this for forever. Yeah. You know, they know what's in store and they know that he could handle it. And, did your but, family have big dreams for it? Did they see it being a chain of uh, no. of stores? Or they no, just, absolutely just not. Just did enough to pay the bills, be happy? No. When my parents bought it from my grandpa in 95 because he wanted to retire, it's just always been a means to just make some money, you know, and be comfortable. But not necessarily build it and, and yeah. bring it to different areas. It's just that was their shop and... They were just, it. it was just the two of them, and they were happy going and making donuts, and that was it, and the dreams of expanding weren't really there, per se, it was just, you know. But had you had known it your whole life, though? I mean, you grew up around it, or was it yeah. just like, the, you stopped in, you got a free donut because you knew the owners, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, were they were they working you as, like, a kid? Oh, stuff? yeah, man, I, I <laughs> s- slept in, on flour sacks, you know, uh, I, I could tell you you know so many stories but do it that's why we're here man yeah. Doing oh, the, 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 the m&m store is good m&m store where your mom got pulled over driving to work at 2 a.m oh yeah, yeah. being a brat so <laughs> i it does it didn't matter how old i was i was always going to the shop in you the know, middle of the night in the middle of the night 2 a.m whatnot this one morning i was just being a little dick you know <laughs> and all i wanted was m&ms for some reason just wanted M&M's. And I was raising a fit about M&M's. And my mom was swerving her Tahoe around and gets pulled over about these M&M's. You know, the, the cop came to the window and he was like, ma'am, have you been drinking? And she looked at me and she said, no, this little... <laughs> complaining about M&M's, you know. She's like, I'm trying to yell at him, you know. She tells the story, obviously, much better. Yeah. <laughs> it gets pretty, like, angry about it. But it cracks me up because it's, you know, it's... Still him today driving you nuts, and then you're doing something <laughs> about M and M's. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, why not? Well, just in general, you're like, okay, you're you're driving me nuts at this point. But everybody has a pretty normal childhood, and when he tells stories, I'm like, that's not normal. Like, you don't. <laughs> so did she get out of the ticket when when she yeah. he saw oh, yeah. the last the name or something? Kind of chuckled and walked off. <laughs> yeah, which is the most cliche thing ever. It's like the cop is like, I got to take care of the donut, donut people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. Yeah, totally abnormal childhood. That just, I mean, going in at 2 a.m. before school and then going to school and then, after. Yeah, and then we got old enough being put to work before going into school. So so I'm, I've always Jeez. been fascinated by, like, the schedule of a place like a donut shop. So, like, you open for business at what time? Um, each shop has kind of has a different time just depending on the area. But it's, you know, Loveland opens at 4 a.m. Um, 4 a.m.? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what time do you start making donuts to sell? Well, they for? can start at eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. You know? Most of the time, it's somewhere between like the Loveland shop does two shifts because they're open from four a.m. to eleven p.m. So they have a long day. Wow. Yeah. Of putting, and that's how they've always they've Why been close? always. I was gonna say know, that's right? gonna, yeah. We're at the point where it's yeah. So it just depends on the baking schedule and your orders, but like Westchester and OTR, they start similar. Like it depends on. I mean, what, give 10? us some insight, Matt. Um, I mean, we, we open a few hours later. Um, then when we start. Then, so what is it? OTR is 7 a.m. and Westchester is 6. And we pride ourselves off making extremely fresh donuts, which, you know, you guys enjoy. So we don't want yeah. to get there super early and let them sit there all day. So we're there maybe three, four hours earlier before we open. And we're just 
mad dash trying to make as much variety. So mm-hmm. by the time we open, wow. we have it. So. And you got to sell it all that day, or you, yeah. you trash it yeah. every day? It depends on the quantity. Most of the time, we're we're donating it. It just yeah, you know, it, if it's if it's only three dozen and there's nobody to come get it, you just kind of play it. But this here. powder yeah. donut is was here. Today, yeah, just that's it. Today, that's yeah. It. yeah, we don't hold anything over. Yeah. Um, you know, every once in a while we get an email that says the donuts were stale. I'm like, how? You can uh, like, yeah. I mean, did you get them you and not eat them the next like, day? Have you ever thought of preservatives? <laughs> yeah, we thought of it, but it's as not a, worth as an it. Amateur donut expert, I can assure you, actually, your donuts will act if you. T- Buy them and take them home. Yeah. They will actually last a couple of days where the, your, uh, as I say, garden variety donut <laughs> right. will not. I, I used to be in the biz at the airport and oh. we bought them from Burkhart's over in Newport. Yeah. And we'd refrigerate those overnight. You'd mm-hmm. take them out the next morning and once they get back to room temperature, they'd be fine. But after yeah. that, they weren't any good. But your size has last actually a while. Yeah. Ironically. It just depends on what kind of setting. Like if they're room temperature, they're fine. Yeah. My, my grandparents will freeze them and then like, they have like a giant bag in their freezer, so whenever we give them leftover donuts, they throw them in there. Yeah, and then they pull them that is out the most grandparents they, thing. Oh my they gosh. can get yeah. fresh donuts anytime. And right. they, all right. they do is call. Yeah. Like they've got these frozen glazed donuts that they'll just eat. Yeah. Them. They can get the recipe to yeah. make them. Well, no? only two people have that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the that's full the recipe. They're at this table. Well, no, no, no. no. One's here. One's. Like you're always separate, just so you're not Don't, running the same fly place on at the same, same plane. Time. No, <laughs> a briefcase uh, with the so, yeah. so every handcuff. store makes their own right mm-hmm. there, right? There's no well, commissary. Well, the Williamsburg gets its shipments in. That's just a it's a what we call a satellite store, and they they his sister actually delivers like 3 a.m. in the morning. Or yeah, so like they'll that. make them that night, and then she'll drive she'll them drive over. them over that night to open up at 3 a.m. No, they open oh, up five. They open I think. five. So yeah. they're only so. a couple hours old before you open. Yeah. And so they open, um, Danny's parents opened that one in 2010. 2010, 10 or 9. Yeah. 9 or 10. <laughs> and um, I, I know more I about his family. I know, I love it. I know, I know, I know his cousins better than he does. Yeah, I mean, she's like the uh, historian. <laughs> so, I just go in and make them. <laughs> this guy. He, he goes in and he's there 24-7. Oh, Matt. Yeah. So where do you work? Matt. Oh, yeah, wherever needed. Well, okay, <laughs> so Westchester. You were at Westchester yeah. when we did our field trip there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right I was. I, I I launched that one basically. Yeah. The back of house, pretty much. Matt wow. got hired in OTR. Yeah. And then we knew Westchester was going to be a bigger operation, and so we were splitting him. Well, for the most part, he was going to Westchester to help us open that one. Yeah. Because yeah. we didn't have help when we opened OTR. <laughs> if you have, and, and as an aside, if you haven't checked out our uh, photo album from our field trip to Holtman's, uh, go to Cincy Shirts Facebook page and look it up because we had a blast. It was fun. Oh was man, that was so some fun. Of, some of you guys had more fun than the other. I was like, I was like the fat kid at the Willy Wonka factory. <laughs> I was just like losing Augusta, my mind. Augusta Goop. Augustus. Augustus. Yeah. So. So talk about like the trajectory because I feel like we kind of had a similar trajectory I mean not to this extent of you guys but we're all blown up together <laughs> but I mean in a weird way it was because we were online you know we were doing okay online uh-huh. we decided to take a, a risk for us to open a store in OTR mm-hmm. and that has that has made all the difference from our company mm-hmm. and I feel like like you guys have just like 
skyrocketed to the forefront of that conversation in Cincinnati. Was it because of the Over the Rhine store? I think that started it. Um, we had a very, very long and hard struggle getting our store open. Not with OTR. Once we figured out it was OTR, it was smooth sailing from there. Um, everybody we worked with down there was just... I mean, they were just all so helpful as soon as we started that process. Prior to that, it was like pulling teeth to have either look at a space, move forward on a space, or, you know, get a loan for the space. It was just yeah, hard. It was tough nobody, to even talk to a bank. Yeah, nobody knew who we are. We hadn't been in the... I mean, he had been working for his parents, but we hadn't been in the business um, for that long. And so it made it really difficult for us to, you know, get our foot in the door with anybody. We looked at 12 different spaces. Um, one space that's very well known, and I'm not going to go, I'm not going to name names, but we were Do interested in doing that. <laughs> and then he came back and said, no, you're, I don't want you there. I'm like, okay, fine. We'll go, go look somewhere else. And then he came back. He says, okay, we'll put you in there. I'm like, all right, cool. So we start to start to go through it again. He's like, no, you know what? I'm going to put a coffee shop there. I'm like, all right. It was like five different times he kept coming back. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. And as soon as we opened OTR, or I, I don't know if he said he was done or we said we were done with it. As soon as we opened OTR, he called us like every year. Just be like, hey, you want to open? And we're like, no, we're good. We don't. You, we kind of burned that bridge. You want to give him a hint? That's no, good. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> Dude, I love no. Where's a hat? <laughs> well, not as well wear hats, but it's a big, yeah. No, I don't want to badmouth anybody. It was just, that's how it went. And it's not anything to him or no. anybody else. We just, we weren't known. We didn't, people didn't think. Yeah, no one else had the shot. vision. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that was a long process. And I just remember like. We'd get really excited about space, and then we would just be torn down and be like, oh, man, again. And, like, I'd be crying, like, I just want to do this. And then he's, yeah, and then we, he's like, hey, let's go down to OTR. I want to, I've heard about, you know, things. So we went down for a date and came back, and I went to my dad. Yeah, probably. (laughs) This is before Vine Street was Vine Street, though, right? It was Weren't you guys kind of one of the main? We were anchors north, yeah. Like, you had the Senate, the Quan Hoppe was about to open, or was in the process of opening, and they were the farthest north. And then we came in, and we were right there with them. But, um, yeah, there was not... There, it was wasn't, not, there was no Mercer Garage yeah. on Vine. There was no... It was Yeah, there wasn't much on Vine yet, other than the Senate, and, like, everything, I think, Taste of Belgium was there. There was everything in front of Micah, I think, was there. Venice on Vine was there, too. But, so we went down for a date, and clearly ahead of the curve yeah, yeah. and, he's and like, this is 2014 13 2012 12. I think we started looking there and so we went home and i was like i told my dad because my mom would have well she did she had it like she was like you're not going down there you know that was always <laughs> yeah. like you're not going over the run right. so i told my dad first because he's usually more open-minded about things and he was like well let's just take me down there let's drive down so we went down we went down um, Maine, and we went up Vine, and then we mistakenly went down Walnut, which at the time, like, we had an office on Walnut for four years after we opened the shop. Yeah. But Walnut at the time wasn't good either. And so he's like, well, let's just stick to Vine. So we went back up Vine, we saw a bunch of different listings, and the one we're in now was the one we really wanted, but I think, was it Eli's? I think Eli's had been looking at it. It wasn't big enough for them. And... It's not big enough for us now either. I mean, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> we've outgrown that space 10 times over. 
Um, but at the time, it was like, yeah, this will do. And um, so <laughs> we went from there. And, you know, of course, that's – it was like one thing when we told our – like my family specifically, we're, I was going to do this with him. But it was another thing when we told him it was OTR. <laughs> so – and it took some time for – once everybody came down, they were like, wow, yeah, this is this is great. So – so what do you do when you get to the point now where you're 10, it's 10 times too small for what you need? Like, is it, is it, do you have to stay there because of the, like people know you're there? I mean, uh, is it where is the juice here, worth the squeeze to yeah, I move? Mean, I, here's the thing about OTR. We love the area. We love the space. Yeah. We love uh, our employees there we love too. The, I mean, yeah. A lot of our employees walk. Benita's been there since we opened um, and she's been the anchor there for us and, so it's like we have so much heart in that shop. Um, so we're going to renovate that one too. <laughs> we're going to yeah. make it work. And uh, so we're, we're in the process of doing that. And, you know, we can't, we can't go up. We can't go back. We can't go side right. to side. I was going to say, what, what is there to do? There's, I mean, well, we want to renovate the front of house of the shop, make it easier for customers to buy whatever they're going to buy, coffee or donuts and whatnot, and also renovate some of the kitchen. So we can produce more. Right now, the hood system that we have isn't capable of producing what we want. Well, it takes up a lot of space too. Right. It's it's a nightmare. Like at the time, we couldn't. We were told we couldn't put in a regular hood, and that we could, you know, which is just the ones over. So we had to put in one what's called a ventless hood, which has the two sides on it, and. Mm Uh, you've probably it's seen it, but it, it takes up so much room where we can't put anything next to it. So, you know, now and you don't want to, and you don't want like part of the charm is the being able to see the people. That'll still be so, there. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to sacrifice like yeah. bringing in the donuts from another yeah. location to right. just have and that, space there. Well, yeah. We never want to bring donuts in from another shop. So we, what, what was great when we opened Westchester is it let us have the capabilities to cater and and do weddings and larger orders and deliver those so that we're not having any problems with the size issue in OTR. You know, before we couldn't, we were like, well, we can't do any more than this because yeah. we've got to produce this for the actual store. Yeah. So now we have the capability to throw a lot out there. And I think, what was it, a few weekends ago, whatever you see Homecoming was, we had a hundred, or no, between all the shops we had like, 300 dozen on order yeah. and wow. it was and 84 right. dozen went to UC for their homecoming. Wow. So it was a, it was a long. We had 1800 yeast holes as well, which, you know, normally those we just make naturally as we cut donuts yeah. and producers. Oh hole. yeah. You we just, actually yeah. had to buy a specific tool to just cut holes. Just for the holes. To yeah. produce that order. <laughs> Cause you do, it's like one at a time otherwise, or you, yeah, you pick them out. Each, and so we literally had just one wow. person with 1800 donut holes, you know, one person <laughs> sitting at the table with yeah. a five donut hole cutter, just cutting yeah, about two hours, just cutting holes just to uh, <laughs> just to do the order yeah just to do an order <laughs> it just i mean and you get it's, days where you're like how many do we have an order today and you're like okay well you know we'll start earlier or we'll add an extra person on so you know some people think it gets cheaper when you get more on order it gets more expensive because you've got to add you've got to add a lot the to labor the yeah. labor the ingredients and well, the cost of the donut, Sometime, that doesn't get more expensive. It's no. just the cost to produce. Yeah. Yeah. So, the time, yeah. Time to start. So we there's just so many moving factors. It's not like a normal restaurant. Like, you know, you get your reservations or you go in to eat and every, you know, you kind of know the typical day. It's not like that. Yeah. Matt said that if we ever start taking orders, what was it? Orders? No. 
Like, like, uh, oh, like I, I used to work in restaurants, so I, I come from, you know, 15 minute ticket times, which can be very stressful and you can do anything you can in the restaurant industry and someone's still going to leave upset. And I love working in bakeries now because people come in upset, leave happy because, you know, yeah. sugar releases endorphins, you know, it's, oh, I know. You know <laughs> that's why we're sitting here because we endorphins. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't want to go back to that. And so everyone calls and says, uh, do you guys make breakfast sandwiches? And I immediately kind of get a little upset because I don't want to go back to that. World. Yeah. I like uh, making donuts and then leaving and stuff like so that. So she said you, they found you through your, the OTR store. How did you end up at OTR? Just trying something new or? Yeah, actually, I had uh, I had gone to culinary school at Midwest Culinary, and because I left sales, because sales was what I did, and I made good money, but I hated doing it. And uh, and I thought of all the passions I had in my life, and food was one of them. So I, since I had nothing holding me down, I thought I'll go to culinary school and start from scratch again, and start making eight bucks an hour when I was making a good living in sales. And uh, I decided to go to culinary school and started working in restaurants for about five, six years and realized that it's not the fun that I wanted it to be. And uh, the hours are rough. And like I said, you can make the best steak in the world for someone and it'll be good for them, but they'll still leave frustrated or it won't make yeah. their day any better for some reason. I yeah. learned that. I didn't know that. I assumed that <laughs> good food makes me very happy. So yeah. some of these people just, I can't, you can't make happy with food. And that's why I went into food. And then, so I decided maybe I need to be in the bakery industry. So I wanted to make people happy with food. So I put in part time just for them, just to see if I would like it. And they like my resume. And before you know it, I'm running the, the kitchens and I've never been happier. So it's, it's a lot of fun, the windows that we have to watch people leave and i got to be a part yeah of i was gonna like say that. what's it like for the, you like the one who's always being watched like what do you take away at first from? i did not like it at all it was weird it was like it's pressure you know because you know you're Put supposed your to hair you're, you're, you yeah, your hair you're the professional and you feel like anymore with, with the with the internet you know they, they watch everything and take pictures right. and stuff so i had a million things going through my head but eventually i learned to like it because they're it's like what's that one show on the Science Channel, like the factory show where you get to watch how they make it, how it's made. Yeah, yeah. I felt like I was like that because they're all just at awe over it for the most part. There's oh, not yeah. very very many people to go like looking for something wrong in there. For the most part, people are just enjoying the, the show kids. and stuff it's like fun that. To watch the kids, and the like, kids are the best part. And, and, yeah. and actually, the older the person is, the more the kid they are because mm -hmm. they're like licking the, the window. Like just so me. It's like the Gatlinburg and the taffy. Yeah, the taffy. Uh, yeah. So what was it like getting an application? with culinary school we get them on. all the time i mean well I uh, mean, is that typical I'm, yeah you know, get it's... people some in the industry and some aren't and you know it it honestly it boils down to attitude you you hire for attitude at this point because um they could have the longest resume with all the right things you know i worked in a bakery blah, blah, all this yeah, and can you be here at two in the morning they could be you know reliable transportation all this but they could have the worst attitude and just bring everything down I mean, it's just... It takes one person yeah. in the yeah. kitchen. Well, yeah, in any environment, bring down you know. the attitude. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So. That. And it's... And it's... I learned it's not as easy as, uh, like, the... You think you see, like, a donut with icing and fruity pebbles on the top, and you're like, how hard is that? It's not easy. No. I mean, it's a bit of an art. I yeah. learned that in 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, and you got finished donuts when we were doing that. Uh, right. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. From... I mean, start to finish, it takes, for, from start mixing dough and everything and, and weighing it all out, 
to the finished product, it takes like 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. It just depends on, like in the summer, they'll be 45 minutes because that humidity is popping that dough up. But in the winter, you're like, okay, come on, rise. Let's, you know, get the something yeah. going in here. But, I mean, it just depends. It takes a long time for our, our donuts just because there's the, – it's a family recipe. It's been – I was going to say, is it a secret – It's a secret, a secret family recipe. recipe. Yeah, yeah, the Hopemans. It's a secret family recipe. You know, we do our icings from scratch, our white cream, our custard. Marshmallow. Um, our marshmallow, which Matt brought to the table. Yeah? Yeah. And, uh, Make your own marshmallow. Yeah. Well, I just want to say awesome. I had the idea to do a marshmallow from scratch forever ago. And then Matt comes in. He always shot my ideas down. Like, why don't we do this? And why don't we do that? And, like, sometimes we be like, okay, let's try it. Matt comes in. He's like, hey, I want to do a s'mores donut, but I want to make the marshmallow. He's like, okay, what do you need? I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, I've said this for years. And then he he won't. None well, of whoever got it done, thank you. So now, whenever Matt or I have an idea, we have to call it first. Like, I did that first. That it was, was my, my idea, idea first. <laughs> and, um. <laughs> What's, so, so like, I don't know, maybe I wasn't ever paying attention to it at the Loveland store, but did you always have those fun kind of donuts or is that more of a trendy thing now with some of like what people mix and match? I yeah. mean, you, you learn each location has like the customers, what they want and different areas like, you know, OTR, they want the funky donuts. They want to try something they've never had before. Um, Westchester, we've learned it's a mix, but it's mostly your traditional donuts, mm -hmm. except on the weekends when the kids come in and they see something like bright and colorful, they're like, I want that one. And then, you know, the Loveland store is pretty, you know, they want traditional donuts. And then on the weekends, it's the same thing. They want to see some funky ones, Yeah. but you have some people that come in every day out there. And so you just know what they, they want and you, that's what you do. Yeah, you know them by name. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, I never heard of, like, maple bacon donuts oh, yeah. before you that guys. That was you know. mine. My mom says it was her idea, even though she, you know. So no one in the history of the world has made a no, maple bacon No, no, there was other. We hadn't. So at the time, I had quit my job because we were getting ready to open OTR. His mom wanted me to learn how to make donuts. That was important to her. So I quit my job, and I worked in the Loveland shop for about eight months learning how the whole process and, you know, we were like, let's do a maple bacon donut. And his dad was like, I don't know about yeah. that. Bacon so donut? I went and got no. bacon. I think my mom got bacon because that's how that's how she claims it was hers. She went to Costco and got the pack of bacon, the, sliced the bacon. chopped yeah. bacon. Hmm. And so she brought, she brought it up to me and she's like, okay, here, here's what you needed. And we tried it and we're like, oh my gosh, that is, why is that so good? And so then we kind of started this whole like campaign. Like, what do you guys think the next donut we're going to reveal is going to be in, um, I don't remember what the votes were. And Facebook? Then, yeah, we did like a poll. Yeah. And then we put out the maple bacon. and People loved it. We were only doing it on the weekends at the time because we didn't have a bacon supplier. We had to keep going to Costco and getting the chopped bacon from the, the fridge. And then eventually once we opened OTR, we're like, we've got to find somebody that sells chopped bacon because we can't keep up with. Costco. I mean, Costco couldn't keep up with the bacon we were buying. How many pounds of bacon did we get through? Now, really? God, what do we go through? Fifth, Each location. I think it's like 50, 50 pounds of bacon a week. Yeah, on average. I think. <laughs> I think, yeah. Go just, up one week, go down a little yeah. bit on average. I want to sleep on some flower bags and you <laughs> have access to 50 pounds of chopping bacon. Chopping bacon. <laughs> that one was another, like, put us... 
I don't want to say put us on the map because I think OTR helped, but people just fell in love with the maple bacon. Yeah. Because we're in Cincinnati. I mean, everybody loves bacon here. Yeah. So it just started that. Porkopolis. I wish. Right. So it just, it worked. Tell us about some of your brainstorming sessions of like flavors that you ne- you always wanted to make and you never did or something you tried and you were like, Any pass. Get- getta? Or. Oh, well, yeah. We, we thought about the getta. getta. The thing with Geta is... You gotta make it, gross. and then you... <laughs> <laughs> I like Geta. I, I like the hot, spicy Geta. Yeah. But I can't imagine Geta on a donut. Yeah. Well, I just can't. It's not like... We would do a savory donut. And we've talked about... Oh, Matt had this one. <laughs> I just love her uh, face when she's even. she hasn't even started talking about with, it. When it comes to the savory ones, I'm like, oh, well, no. Well, you made the everything bagel. Well, that's yeah, my main goal is because there's nothing but sweet donuts out there. And the maple bacon stands out because it's extremely opposite of everything yeah. else. So I'm like, there's, we got to do another one or a few others, not just that. So yeah. I'm always I'm trying to come up donut. with something else. It was like Tom and Cheese doing a grilled cheese but using yeah. a donut. It's right. just yeah. something like you, it goes against everything right. you think. Right. So, what was it? A couple months ago, he was like, I want to do an everything bagel donut. I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, I want do- I want to do a donut, glaze, and then put the everything bagel seasoning on top. And I was like, like that sounds awful. There's garlic in that. Garlic, like, poppy seeds, yeah. sesame seeds. I was like, that's seeds. disgusting. Onion. Onion. <laughs> it's like my favorite bagel. It is. I know. It's a good bagel. I love that bagel. But um, it sounded disgusting. It's a saltine sweet. That's what I'm always... So I kept saying no. Pushing it off. Pushing it off. And then finally, I guess he got to Danny. And Danny's like, yeah, I'll get you the everything seasoning. I was it's like, always da- Danny. Yeah, Danny's just... Danny's the gold one. I, I always for certain things. Yeah. I ask him. Yeah, he He's like a child. Get used to that, you guys. Get used to that. I didn't think I'll just do. go ask yeah. my dad. He'll you learn that. real quick. So he he you know Danny gets it and I was I saw it on the shelf I'm like God no like he's doing it. So he made it one morning. I think you were Danny was an OTR yeah. and Matt goes I made the, I made it. I'm like all right let's try this. And so we cut it up and it, we had another guy in the kitchen that was tasting it with us and we cut it all up. And we all tried to bite. And immediately I was like, I don't know if I hate it or if I love it. Like, that's that's yeah. where I was at. Like, interesting. Polarizing. Yeah. yeah, it was just like you didn't know what to do. And then we <laughs> stood there and we all looked at each other. And we didn't say anything right away because we were like, you're figuring out what you're tasting because you just don't know. But you go back for another bite. And then, yeah. And then I was like, I think I need to try another bite. And I go through moments where I was like, that's disgusting. And then I go through another moment where I'm like, oh, wow, that's not, you know, it's not great, but it's not bad. Like, it's a different, it's really different. And so he made a, he made them a few times up there and they were never something anybody asked for. He just, Danny bought like 20 things of the seasoning. So we had to use it. <laughs> 20 things. Yeah. I guess I went a little crazy with it. But yeah. Used it all. Well, that was my question is like, so like if you have an idea like that, what kind of investment is there from you to just make one? I'll let or you answer that question. Now. I mean, it's more or less since, you know, they're, they're, they're dealing with so much of the, the business side. I'm, I'm the one that kind of gets to have fun with that more or less. And I have plenty of ideas that that have not turned out, but it's not so bad. Like I wanted to make a Cheetos donut because I was thinking, you know, we got powdered sugar donut. Why can't I take a powdered Cheetos and put it on the outside? And, and and I went and bought just a bag of Cheetos and crumbled it up as fine as I possibly could. And then rolled it around when it was hot and rolled around when it was cold just to see what, what, if it would stick either or. And I tried it and it was terrible. It wasn't good at all. It did not go well with 
the donut. I'm not yeah. saying I'm done. Don't, don't think that, that just because I it didn't turn out. It the just means I got to go back at it. But it's funny. Yeah. The same week I was trying to figure that out, or two weeks later, all of a sudden I get a picture from Katie. A competing bakery. competing bakery was trying to do the same. A thing. flaming it's hot one. Flaming hot one. And I'm like, I swear I. I, He's like, know, I just tried that. And I, you know, but I don't think they actually went through with it. They were just putting no, a questionnaire out there. No, I think they're going it again right now. We, go, we go through that a lot. Yeah. Where we'll be like, is someone hacking our email? Or well, is there yeah. a speaker yeah, here Yeah, it's like one of those things where it's about? like, that's a, that's but a big That happens all the time. I follow like 40 different donut shops around the country. And I'll think of something. Up. And then three weeks later, they'll do it. I'm like, oh, I screwed up. I didn't do we it didn't in time. But that or somebody's... Listening yeah. to my brain or, my uh, or something like that because well, I just need to act. What fast. kind of proprietary stuff is there with like toppings on a donut? That if you do see another bakery in another city, try it. You, is it a it. pride thing or I do you just? I, I specifically, I don't like doing a lot of what other people do. Yeah. I mean, I know there's the popular stuff that everybody's got to have, like you know, a fritter and you know, chocolate iced donut and stuff like that. But at the same time, I want us to stand out. So yeah, like, we try not to like repeat or not repeat but do what other places are doing if they're doing something we're like well well how could we do it and how could we do it different Uh like we don't want to copy no and it's not that it's more so like how can we put our own spin on it that's important to us is like you know there's a million places that could do a lemon poppy seed donut but how could we make it our own right yeah so what about the hootay donut that was all Matt. Yeah, man, that's Matt. Because that Matt, came up with that. He, I don't so, know about the taste, but just the look of it is yeah. amazing. Yeah. He it came is. up with the colored dough. Like, you saw all those bagel places doing, like, the rainbow unicorn. And he's like, I wonder if we could do that. I mean, we were already doing the green dough yeah, for, for St. Patty's, Patty's Day. And that's really done what inspired for like four me years. to do it. And I was like, why not just color it otherwise? And I'm not sure if it was that or the flag donut I did, but because um, I've flagged the pride. Was it? I think the pride was the first. Yeah, I can't remember which one it is, I but know. but I just started messing around and I, I made it work. And then before you know, it looks like there's there's stripes in there, and I just thought it would be fun to see them on the inside as well as on the outside, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, if people haven't seen it, so you cut down the cut the donut down the middle, and there's yeah colored stripes. Yeah, so you have orange and black stripes. Yeah, it looks like tiger stripes. It, so. And then the he does a flag donut, which is. White and red yeah. layered and on the inside when you cut it. White sprinkles and yeah. it's like a flag. And then we do a pride donut, which is rainbow, which is, uh, it's one of my favorite ones just because it's so cool right. when you cut it open. Yeah. It's, the, it's, it's every single yeah. thing. No, like the pride donut, is that is that something you ever thought you would have to take into consideration of like anything like political or controversial yeah. with well, a donut? You always have to think of stuff like that. We always think but, of every side, but... You know, we, we want to. At the same time, it's all about supporting each support, other yeah. and supporting people. Like totally. we're all humans. Let's just embrace each other and be yeah. human. You know, yeah. we we do. I mean, we we deal with every aspect of. of we that, just there's politics. a story of a of a kid in where was that Israel in Israel. Yeah, who uh, was refused service at a restaurant because he was wearing a gay pride yeah. T-shirt, and when the article came out, it was a it was our T-shirt. Oh, really? Yeah, it says rainbow. It says Cincy oh rainbow. rainbow. I know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Which is just like I mean, you know. It's it's a it's you know something that we've obviously been conscious about and yeah. we support, but you just. At the time, you never really think about. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you just never anticipate. 
you know, seeing yeah. your your business or right. something you've created come up yeah. in a story like that, and you realize like there are, it is more than just saying like, oh, here's a rainbow donut. Like yeah. it, you know, it's never like from a business aspect. We never look at it to um, influence other people's opinions. It's more so just to support the people that are are there. That's, That's great. You know, we yeah. we have upset. Yeah, there's been people that have obviously been upset. Like that, yeah. Yeah. Same for us. You know, we we just built a wall of donuts. No, not sorry, but we have. (laughs) We just did a you know police unity, so you know there's going to be people that are upset that there's, but we don't try and take a stance in any aspect. We just try and and do what people want or need, and you know it's never anything political for us. Like we never take a stance on it, but we just you know. We're yeah. trying to support yeah. there's, a, there's be, something to be said about being able to sleep at night with who you are and who yeah. your business is. Yeah. So yeah. that's, I mean, that's it, but it's, it's a touchy subject and you know, everybody sure. has their opinions. So you guys, uh, done a gender reveal donut. Oh, why do we do so many gender? Der- yeah. Yeah. So I, many. I, well, we I just, was like, wait a second. Yeah. That's we've done so many. Um, it shouldn't it just be a donut or donut holes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shouldn't that just be the reveal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we, we had, um, that was a better joke for anybody that's gave funny. me credit for that. <laughs> We just had our gender reveal over the weekend, and everybody's like, so you're doing donuts, right? And I'm like, no, I'm yeah. not doing donuts. You know, every time I s- we see people, they're like, how's the donut business? It's never, how are you? You know, like, so I'm like, if yeah. I can pull some of it, some of that away and have just a personal day where it's just about <laughs> us, that'd be great. But that's, I mean. But we did it at the that, donut that shop, so. But that how popular and how yeah. well you're doing. Yeah. They've become synonymous with so, that. Oh, yeah. We've done a ton of gender reveals. What, was, what did we just do? We do baby showers, weddings. I mean, kids' birthdays. Right now we're doing monster donuts. Like and I heard you say weddings. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, my sister, for her wedding, which would have been 2009, I think. Mm-hmm. She she said, I want to have a different pie or cake on every table. Oh, that's cool. Like, that was her thing. She was like, and each cake will be, like, a different flavor cake. And and I remember my mom and I, when we were talking to her about it, we were just like, like, why would you do anything but just a wedding cake, you know? <laughs> but now it's it, – but it was amazing. Yeah. And it was such a cool idea. So it just seems like the whole traditional wedding cake thing yeah. is still popular, but – you know, like, uh, we're going to a wedding. Uh, I'm actually marrying a friend of mine. Aww. I got ordained so that I could do it. But they're like, yeah, there's no cake. It's just donuts. Is that is that like a yeah. even more of a growing trend? I think oh, the yeah. new normal is not to be normal. That's the new. Like, you don't. There's some people that still want their traditional weddings. But I think the traditional wedding now is, you know, what can I do that nobody else has done? Yeah. But, yeah, we do weddings all the time. Like, the same weekend that we had that 300 dozen going out there we had thought between the shops we had i think a total of six weddings that day so it was part of that 300 dozen Jeez. so it just depends like some weekends we'll have one some weekends we'll have four it just it honestly depends on so your retail stores are just for show then sounds like you guys are just crushing no you know the stores do the stores do the bulk of the 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 catering's like a side bonus wow for the most part. And are you lucky enough 18, now 18,000 you... donut holes is a side bonus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 20, 20 cents a piece right. doesn't add up to that much. But that was my question is like, is it ever scary to be in a, 
a business that relies on so much quantity uh, based on, you know what I mean? Because it's like, I don't know, maybe I don't know how much a donut costs to make, but when I go in there and I'm like, this only costs this much money, like, how many are they having to sell to, you know, do you ever... Does that ever come into? Um, oh yeah, it's terrifying every day because you're. Th- if you think about it, the cost of goods like sugar and flour have gone up so much just in the last five years. Like we went through what is the our, our frying oil changed and then changed again with all the new guidelines with the trans fat, and that went up. Like I forget how much extra it is. So all of these prices went up, and our profit margin like. We already have a very slim profit margin because we're trying to keep it affordable. Right. Like, no, but we're not in Chicago where everybody goes and buys a $4 donut. We're in Cincinnati and the margin, the price point needs to stay within what everybody else is doing. Right. You know, there's there's places that sell gourmet baked goods that they can charge a lot of money because they're making us, you know, a little amount, but their margins are so high. We're trying to do volume and keep the price reasonable. So we just raised our prices in the last year. Just to reflect, because it was, it was, it was astounding. We kept the prices the same and OTR for for longer than what we we were like. We really need to raise these prices because our our yeah five years yeah it was the same same. for five years. Right next to stores that are selling thousand dollar dresses and thousand dollar purses. So we were we (laughs) we were looking for five bucks for a donut. Yeah, yeah, neighborhood, and then people are coming down. Like it's it's hard to sell a donut for more than a dollar. People just. You know, even at a dollar, people were saying their prices are ridiculous. And you're like, uh, what? what? I don't yeah. know how much oh, donut yeah. costs. Like, like I just time. go in and buy a donut. Yeah. And this, I don't yeah. Think well, you I tell mean, me what I owe you. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going off of what, yeah, you know, what you get at a you know, grocery store. You can buy a dozen for, what, five ninety nine, Something like that. Yeah, something. And that's mass produced. With, yeah. with all in. kinds of preservatives. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, so they're, you know, it's easier for them to get that price point. We're making it fresh. There's literally... Four to five people that are making your donut before the sales, the three to four sales girls out front are selling you that donut. So there's a lot that goes into it, you know, just to make one per, one donut. Now you mentioned like change the oil because of the trans fat yeah. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So do you do you have to factor in like is this going to affect the taste if oh, you have to yeah. get like we, a we different sugar, a different flour, yeah. or whatever? Well, we. Just that recipe. There's a lot of places that say we only buy the finest ingredients. You know, you hear that all over the place. But we really only buy top grade stuff. Yeah. So as we were going through and trying to figure out why something didn't taste right, I mean, we we went through. I mean, how long did it take us? It was a month because they had to phase that Two out. Months? Yeah, it, it took like no, it was like it was like four or five months that yeah. we were. And what do you do? You just do the same recipe with just different kinds of oil and try to figure out. Well, we cl- we. Completely cleaned it out and then tried the new oil and that, or well, we drained it and then put it in and then we had a chemist come in and say, well, here's what you need to do. You need to clean it out completely. See, this is all fascinating because no one thinks, no one thinks about this. Fascinating for you. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. No, this I know, is yeah. For donut people chemist. who are listening yeah. to, you know, to yeah. know when they take out a donut that has cocoa puffs on it, like there's yeah. a lot that went into making that. For us, yeah, it was, was that stoners. wasn't. As, <laughs> well, maybe. Us, or maybe it is. Secrets out. Yeah. The frying oil wasn't as bad. It was, I think, the shortening French for, French. like, Danish and stuff that was more. Yeah. Like, I know other bakeries. Because it was a one thing where, you know, I got a call from Brian Buskins. He's like, what are you doing about this? And I was like, 
I don't know yet. We're still, you know, trying to figure it out. And it was more so, I think, for your shortening for Danish is where you run into a problem um, with yeah. the, the shortening. You mentioned Brian Buskin. We we all try to help each other. Yeah, yeah I was oh, going to yeah. bring that up next. Yeah. It, you know, when... It was like a Baker the, Society, the Baker right? Baker yeah. Association <laughs> for the yeah. Donut Day and mm-hmm. the Salvation Army and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I was really kind of, I was kind of fascinated by, like, yeah, you guys all get together and yeah. talk, you know? We all go, we get together, like, every few months for a meeting, and then I'm on the board directors, so I get, I have a little bit more frequent meetings where we, I meet with just the other directors and we figure out what needs to happen for whatever we're doing or whatever we're raising money for. But the, you know, it is, it's, it's a community, you know, you're competing against each other. So you yeah. never like get how any trade that, secrets I was going to say, how does yeah. that work out? But you're always, so you're always like keeping back just a little bit of what you're saying, but at the same time, you're trying to help each other. <laughs> you're all just smiling at each yeah. other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lucky charm marshmallow right? supplier. I'm we were the first it. one with those damn lucky charms. I I'll tell you, you that. So, but you can't say Lucky Charms, right? No, they're marsh, they're marshmallow. Just, People know what time it is. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like fruit, it's like the Food Network. <laughs> yeah. like I made a rice cereal treat. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's a rice krispie treat. Everybody yeah. knows <laughs> you use is. rice krispies. Yeah, well, we don't have any Bengals or red shirts. We have True. Cincinnati baseball and yeah. Cincinnati football True. designs. True. So, so you guys open the OPR store, <laughs> yeah. and then you gradually start running all the rest of them. They come into your. How did that? No, so his parents still run the Loveland and Williamsburg stores, but we kind of team up and do like you know we help each other on things. You know they deal with their employees, we deal with our employees, but there's a lot of things we try and work together on. And then we opened Westchester, so that one's ours too. And then we'll be opening Oakley, which is ours too. Wow! And then, um, well, we're young. We can do it. And then what? And then what? Do we got a reveal? We got a snack. We got a reveal party. Yeah. Union Kentucky. If you're doing across the street from Madtree, you got to do across the street from Braxton. You know, we've actually thought about that. We have had donuts at Braxton. Yeah, we do. Yeah, they do. It's like two orders a month, two to three. Yeah. So that that's a that's a good relationship. We've we've talked about that one. We've we've had so many. See if I start this, then we get emails like, yeah. "Where where are you going to do it? How about this?" You know, that's what you want. Yeah. Though. I, oh, I know. Yeah. Like, keep them guessing. Keep so, them interested. So is it competitive with uh, the folk stores? Then? Oh no. No no no. no. We all help each we other. We try and stay far enough away. Like when we open a store, we're yeah, like, "Yeah, we yeah. crushed you guys this month." Oh no, goodness no. <laughs> Milford no. proper. Yeah. <laughs> no, we never look at. You know, it's funny. Pe- residents look at it as a. If, if you're from the level in there, the Goshen area, you're like, I know that I'm go the original one. That's the best one. And that, you know, that's fine. I'm glad people have pride in that. That's great. But we don't look at it as a competition. We're always, you know, his parents. I'm too were busy just, to look at it like a competition. <laughs> you know, his parents were just at the, up at the Westchester shop on Tuesday, and we were all. Well, we had a photo shoot, but we were all working on brainstorming and whatnot. Yeah. You need to all be a team in order for the business to work. So, and what happened to the new town? Yeah. Did that move to become the Goshen store? Or um, so, when his grandpa and his, uh, so his grandpa, his brother started it. Danny's grandpa had the knowledge of how to make a donut because he was a donut apprentice, and his brother had the money. So they were opening the new town store basically to give their dad. A job because he was a milkman and needed and, and all the grocery stores started oh, yeah. carrying milk so he lost his job so they were kind of going all in business together and started the donut shop so in the early 60s there was i believe 13 shops all over the city and you know you had one in reading 
new town than the goat Pisgah, which is close to where our Westchester one is now. And I can't remember all of them at this point. So, you know, over time it's hard to run. And and his grandpa was delivering most of those donuts. So they didn't oh, yeah. they weren't making them on site, they were delivering. So it was just it was tiring. And then there's always okay. family drama, so it dwindled down to one. Huh. It's like a reality is, show. They're, I, using, they're yeah. using the commissary system, which now were, the big national mm-hmm. chains are doing. Yeah. I believe to their peril. Again, mm-hmm. as a donut expert, I think it's really hurt their... Yeah. Mm-hmm. For us, yeah. like, we saw how Williamsburg was as a satellite store. And that, that area is not as developed as where we've gone since then. But we were like, it. why bring it in when you can make it there? And people like the fresh smell and yeah. they want you know the other things you want to see it being made so that was kind of our stance on it after we saw how otr worked well this is how we need to do it from now on and that was that's been our model moving forward is to never deliver our donuts unless it's for an order but never deliver to a store well uber eats can i get a holtman's delivered to me from we, uber you know they We've talked Sign to them. It it's like 30%. They want 30% of the order. Oh, really? From the, Yeah. So I would need to jack up the prices so much. So we've we've been talking about a delivery service, just not sure which one. Yeah. It'd but, be nice to do it maybe once we open Oakley. Yeah. I know we but, just got a lot of fun on our plate. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, 30% was just, I was like, that's more that's than our, my profit a, margin. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know how that would work. Yeah, that... It's it's a huge yeah. I know how big restaurants can do it, or when you have like you're selling a hamburger for fifteen dollars, it works. So I don't know how much the donuts would need to be yet to make that work. So what's uh, what's left to be done with donuts? What's next? Mm. What what kind of ideas? Are you always experimenting? Matt always has ideas. Seafood donut. Ugh. Give me some salmon and. <laughs> it's actually funny to say that there's a donut shop I follow out in Portland and on. Uh, on uh, of course. Uh, what was it uh, April Fools? And they mm. caught me. I, I believe them. They made a uh, a shrimp cocktail one. And oh, they literally yeah, just I poured. That. Uh, they poured the cocktail in the center, and then they had three of them just hanging out. And uh. for, for a good twenty minutes, I was like, "How are they doing that? Like, Where's the case? Is it a cold case?" And then all of a sudden, I realized the day I'm like, "God, I'm stupid. It's it's, it's a joke." And it made me want to like we did something like that. I told them that we should sell like onion rings on that day. Tell them on on, on Instagram, rings. "Hey, we're doing a different round thing today. We're doing onion rings oh. uh, just just today only, but then just be closed." Or an onion donut, but all it is, and everybody is an show onion up ring. expecting yeah, onion rings. Funny. They're not even open at all. I just yeah. thought that would be. I usually shoot open. him down. On that's things hilarious. Like, that. like I, you I know, you funny. don't have to deal with the Twitter storm that's going to come from that. I do, but yeah. thanks for trying. You guys get some Twitter haters out no, there? No, no, not not really. You just get you get people on what Facebook the hell, or Instagram. Like I went, I went, drove forty minutes for these donuts and they weren't there. It's like we sell out of donuts. I mean, it's not. Yeah, you know, it's a real it's a thing. Yeah. You opened at four. Where were you? Yeah, it's it's, it's it's literally early bird gets the worm. Like the first people in are the first ones to get the donuts, and I, you know, it's a there's some bakeries that you get they pull their donuts out of a freezer, let them defrost, and then. Wow. Decorate them. Yeah, you can buy from a supplier. You can buy frozen donuts. Yeah. I lo- my yeah. first Baker's Association meeting, and it was like six years ago. I went to it, and they were going like one of the suppliers was doing a, a presentation. He's like, "These donuts, they come in in a sheet of twelve, and you just put them and take them out of the freezer." I'm wow. like, and I looked at his mom. I was like, "People do that," and she's like, "Yeah, I mean, it takes away from having to make Is that them like themselves." What Duncan does. I, no. I think they don't know. Oh, they, 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 
Oh. I believe they have a central commissary. I was told when I worked at the airport, and mm-hmm. because like, well, you're not making them on site here, obviously. No. And right. my buddy that worked for us and them said, no, there's a commissary that goes not only here but to all the stores. Now they don't even make them in the stores anymore. Mm-hmm. The dude is trying to make the donuts. They kick yeah. his ass out the door. Yeah. And uh, I, th- I think Tim Hortons, the, it, they come in partially. Made can uh, yeah. bake them or something, but they're not making them the old fashioned yeah. way. Unfortunately, they're not making them anymore. Yeah, it's your not independent here. bakeries that do. Yeah. So, and as uh, as the political landscape <laughs> changes and new laws are passed, is there ever a uh, chance for an edible donut? <laughs> you know, we've had a, we've had very very many conversations. <laughs> well, they're about all that. edible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they're a edible weed donut. Oh, an edible. Oh, yeah, we had to spell it out <laughs> for yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> up is like what? them every day. I mean, you never know. That Matt could say, okay, this is what we're doing. And, you know. Well, Danny's hat and sweater looks like it'll be his idea. Oh, the dude's sweater. Gosh. You know, he wears that thing everywhere. I know. It's, I love it's it. Awesome. I love it. Seriously, one law change, and man, you guys are... Uh, I'm sure that you would well, have to pay a lot of money <laughs> to get it going. Well, if that law passes, you'll be selling a lot more donuts anyway. <laughs> I know, I've, I retweeted, it was years ago, like six or seven years ago, and I retweeted something, and my cousin called me, he's like, do you know that that guy said he was blazed? And I was like, what? No. And so I had to go back in and delete it real fast. I said blazed. No what, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, was like, do you know what they said? Yeah, the blazed the blaze donut. donut. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. You got to get the like name. like a blaze blazed. outside Holtman's eating a donut, and I just, I didn't put, I wasn't thinking, That's, and I just retweeted it. That's then, a t-shirt right there. Yeah. Blazed donut. Uh, oh, man, sorry. What, what do you know. think, Matt? Messaging Rob right now. What, what kind of edible <laughs> donut would you make? And everything. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I'd probably make it taste like pizza. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you like? Do you have something that you're like dying to try out? Always. I mean, there's obviously like you can you could go to the cereal aisle and pick like all yeah. different yeah. things. But I mean, is there like is like is there something that would take like some kind of investment or like really solving a problem before you could try it? I mean, one I, I worked on a, a while ago, and I'd like to visit back to it because I never really. Finished, finished it. it and put it out was a nutter butter donut. Um, it was where I, I cut listening. the dough. I cut the dough <laughs> to look just like nutter butter cookies, and then you know I fill and I make two of them. They're real thin, so it's going to be a little thinner than than your normal donut dough. And then um, I make a peanut butter cream, which I already use on our Buckeye donut. And then I make a peanut butter glaze that goes on the outside of that donut. And I just wanted to get, I like making like childhood stuff that we all like when we were childhood. Mm, it's nostalgic yeah. stuff. So that's yeah. what, that's yeah. what drives my brain. What is something nostalgic good. that I enjoyed as a kid? That a lot of people all had and turn that into a donut somehow. And I love nutter butters as a kid. That was one of my favorite. If I ate Oreos, I was more of a nutter butter fan. I was a mama's cookies guy. Mm. Yeah. Pop rocks. Pop rocks we've done are good. Rocks yeah, done we've like done stuff rocks. like we've done yeah. stuff like that before, especially certain orders. You don't get the same like it doesn't really effect, but pop that much in your mouth. He was, it's hard yeah. yeah, he was working on a creme brulee donut for forever too, and we had we did a test kitchen. And we were putting it on our Instagram story, which was a terrible idea because people went nuts. <laughs> yeah, and um, no, we we don't put test kitchen on the Instagram story anymore. But that one, it was really good, and it was just fine tuning so that it's easier to me because that's the one thing it's right now it's, you have to spend so much time to crumble like one at a time yeah, blow so, yeah. yeah so we have to figure out a better method to that so that's we got to revisit that one but i'll say this too 
I encourage people to try things that they may not normally mm-hmm. try, especially at Holman's. Like uh, w- when I was at the zoo for the zoo la la, um, we came back to the Holman's table after numerous trips. And, <laughs> and, and I think the only thing that was left was the lemon Cake. donut yeah, holes. I remember I was and I was like, yeah, hey, I'll try one. And I was like, this was my favorite thing that I ate. I and I would have never have guessed that, yeah. that like, you know, like a Lemon. something that simple, yeah. you know, when it's sitting next to maple bacon and all that other stuff. But I mean, like try this stuff because mm-hmm. it is the best. Well, that's funny because I remember that day I was yeah. there oh, and yeah. we had, I had just created something new that was going over real well was the pineapple habanero fritter. Mm-hmm. And that, that was actually good. the buzz that night. And it, you know, it was pretty cool. So the lemon was just a filler and stuff like yeah. that. Somewhere. The pineapple habanero is such a good donut and we'll probably redo it in the spring and summer. And we did it like in small batches to see how people would, how it would go over. But the big thing for us is that habanero is like, it's, it's such a, co- like a concentrated heat. Well, yeah. So when people, when our bakers are using it, it's going to use like a mask and yeah, hand, we have to get, gloves we're gonna have to get I, I didn't know somebody and... was there. It was allergic to it. They were just Ooh, cleaning out the bowl, the oh, icing and gosh. just went in their face and Ooh. they had to go outside. Their Yikes. face is all red. And yeah. Red. Oh, so we have to figure out a better plan for next spring, summer when we reintroduce that, how it, how it goes. How do you decide what stays on there all the time versus like, a, like a McRib type thing where you're just like <laughs> just tease them with it like it'll be back, back in the spring yeah. you gotta get it while it's here how well <laughs> it's received and then continues to sell like if people are really excited about it and then they like we're selling it and then they come back like or then throughout the week it just doesn't do as well meaning people don't keep coming for it you know the maple bacon just it kept going and we couldn't keep it on the shelf the pineapple habanero fitter that was a I mean we did took it to events and it we usually try things out at events first. That's yeah, how we started. Got your foodies that go to the events. Yeah. And we like to hear that. To... Yeah. Because we're bringing it. The samples are free. And so for us, it's an easy thing to say, what do you think of that? We just tried it out for the first time today. And we get a little feedback and then put it in the store. And then, because it's different when you're selling it and somebody comes back and they're like, that's terrible. Then you have to refund them. So. <laughs> you need like a test kitchen card, like a little card you can buy where every month you can only get this donut. Yeah. If you have the card, and then people get to try it. They come it. in on a certain yeah. day. Like a and then you know how many yeah. you have to make. That's not a bad idea, Josh. Right. I, went, I, mean, I, I got the full level. The donut. People we'll have the donut club. Beta tester. Beta tester. There you go. We've had so many different We've had so many different businesses in here. I don't think I've ever had as many ideas to give to a business as General So's chicken. General So's donut. Get on it. Get on it. Gosh. Is Asian. it sour or so? <laughs> I don't so. know. I don't know either. <laughs> I was for Marathon bar donut. Oh. You're all, y'all probably remember this. Marathon bar was a chocolate bar, chocolate caramel bar. Yeah. It looked like a big long rope. String a couple donuts together, chocolate yeah. covered with some caramel, sorted. Yeah, my grandpa used to get those. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Look There's always there. Right? I love it. That was, I that mean, was my favorite uh, thing. <laughs> I mean, that was just... Um, I know. Like, all right. How can people follow? You guys are on all the social medias. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of them. So Holtman's uh, Donuts? Holtman's? Holtman's Donuts on, all, I think, all of them, yeah. yeah. HoltmansDonutsShop.com. Well, it's HoltmansDonutsShop.com, but Holtman's Donuts on all of them. And we got Oakley coming up uh, at some point yeah. in the next however long. Within so look for Oakley near Matt. It'll be right across the street from Mad Tree. Yeah. yeah. 
So that'll be nice for us to have right down the street. <laughs> you can buy Holtman's merch at CincyShirts.com and yep. our stores. We've got the stickers and the enamel pins and, of course, the yeah. awesome T-shirts. Just got patches made, so we're looking to get some oh, fun. patches on some hats, maybe some oh, beanies. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. There we go. But, uh, um, and then lastly, we ask uh, our guests to give us a word that people can use as a coupon code until our next episode comes out. So... If you were going to give us one word that people could type in online or say in store to save them some money, what word would you pick? Edibles? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. What, what do you want? Sure. Edibles. You gotta go. Edibles. Edibles. <laughs> Done. The, the future. <laughs> That's all we learned oh, in the last <laughs> hour. <laughs> So uh, type in the word edibles online or mention, you know what, don't mention them in store because if you're a, if you're a cop, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like some edibles. Uh, uh, but you can save 20% and that code will be good until our next episode comes out. Uh, Matt, Danny, Katie, thank you guys so much for yeah. being here. Um, we can't, we can't wait to see what's next from you guys. But even if you just keep doing what you're doing, you're the, you're the best. Thank you. Yeah, it's thanks, fun. man. Sugar. Oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl, and you got me Danny, Katie, and Matt off of Holtman's Donuts. Yes, they are partners, and we do make t-shirts for them, but they are nonetheless amazing. We were fans of the donuts way before we were making their t-shirts. Well, that's why we made their t-shirts, because we love their donuts so much. Visit them uh, in OTR on Vine Street there. Westchester, just off of Union Center Boulevard there, right by Top Golf and all those stores there. Uh, Williamsburg, right in downtown Williamsburg. And, of course, uh, Loveland on Route 28, just past Milford. It is properly Loveland, it turns out. So they're kind of neighbors of ours, aren't they? And, as always, we invite you to plunder the Cincy Shirts podcast podcast archives if you haven't already lots of great episodes in there john keyswood are talking about wkrp and about cincinnati tv he's been on twice actually uh, amy yazbeck off of movies and tv she's from blue ash originally and of course you know she's in all kinds of movies and tv shows and all kinds of really great stories about both dean gregory from montgomery Inn had great stories about bob hope and james brown and george w bush she was crazy uh, also check out frank marzullo randy rico our old pal duke sinatra from the gary burbank show finn rock moegger uh, lance McAllister, cash Wright, mike Mathis, Johnny Bench, the list goes on and on. Literally, just look wherever you got the podcast from, you should see a list of the episodes. And uh, just, and even if you really haven't heard of the guests or aren't, aren't familiar, uh, listen anyway, because uh, the guy from the observatory, as we said last week in the uh, best of episode, I mean, we weren't sure what he was going to be like, but he seemed like he was like, interesting on TV for these little clips we saw him on on Channel 19. He was hilarious. So check him out too. Be sure to tell your friends and loved ones about the show, including folks who may no longer live in the area, but still feel connected to Cincinnati and the tri-state. Today's show is produced by me with help from Josh and Darren. Our theme music is Cincinnati by Big Nothing. They are from Philadelphia. You can find their music on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your music. Find vintage tees from great places like Boston, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, uh, let me see, Cleveland, Louisville, Seattle. The list goes on and on there as well. We have not only defunct sports teams, but old shopping centers. Uh, speaking of bakeries, like Huff Bakery in Cleveland, it's a really popular one. Uh, other restaurants and shopping malls you used to go to in all those cities. Check it out. And in case you missed it, the promo code for this episode is Edibles, which confused me at 
first. <laughs> but um, it's all lowercase or uppercase. Either one works. Use that to take 20% off your entire CincyShirts.com order or OldSchoolShirts.com order or come into one of our stores in OTR, Hyde Park, or Loveland and just say you want to use the code EDIBLES and they'll look at you kind of suspiciously and then give you 20% off of your order. No, they won't look at you suspiciously. Those give the 20% off. Follow our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat for the latest Cincy Shirts news. Tell your friends about the show again. Uh, give us a review wherever you get the podcast from. And as always, download or stream us next time. Bye.